This is Sunbird Sound Off, presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frousey. Whether it's home, auto, renters, or business, for the insurance that best fits your needs, call Sheila Frousey at 559 221 5160. Let's go, Davis. Stay up to date with the Sunbirds at fpuathletics.com and on social media at FPU Sunbirds. PacWest play has officially begun for basketball while the fall sports season is officially wrapped up. Welcome to another edition of the Sunbird Sound Off. I'm the Director of Athletic Communications here at FPU, Tim Slack. And for FPU, as fall sports was officially put to rest this season with the cross-country national championships, as well as other fall championships Wrapping up at the Jamboree up in the state of Washington. PacWest play opened up this week for basketball. We'll get you all the stats and recaps that we can to get you up to date. Plus, we'll sit and talk with Chris Lee from Fresno Pacific Swim and Dive ahead of their three-day trip to UNLV on the 17th. Final couple of road trips for the winter sports this week as they are on the road for Fresno Pacific. Once again, Sunbird Sound Off is presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frousing, a women's basketball alumni from the class of 2004. Give her a call at 559-221-5160. Whether it's home, auto, or business, trust fellow Sunbird Sheila Frousing to help protect you and your loved ones. Well, basketball hit the road this week to take on Dominican, but they had two home games to open up PacWest play, and they were tough ones. They fell to Biola in both games. The women fell 61-54 on Thursday to fall to 0-1 in PacWest. The Sunbirds had Biola on the ropes, had a late lead in a game that seemed to swing back and forth. Uh, They traded buckets down the stretch, but Biola hit a couple of late threes to knock off the Sunbirds and Biola picked up its first win of the season on women's basketball side. Uh, they would quickly pick up another as they are uh, immediately rolling. But for Fresno Pacific, the Sunbirds were led by Sada Lundquist, who started knocking down some shots late. She finished with 16 points. And then Anissa Rillo added nine. Felicia Dorva had eight. She also grabbed a couple of rebounds. Mason Ricks added five points and snagged nine rebounds, but that was a tough one for FPU to open up Pac West play. They bounced back on Saturday playing the favorites in the Pac West, Azusa Pacific. Sunbirds fell 71 61, and FPU had an early lead. Azusa Pacific got it together in the second quarter, and then Fresno Pacific charged ahead in the fourth. But again, Azusa uh, outscoring FPU 22-9 in that fourth quarter, and that ended up being a problem. Dorva, again, let, had a, a big first half for FPU. She ended up leading FPU with 20 points, had a couple of rebounds. Lundquist added 13, and then Rachel Berry rounded out the double-figure scorers with 10. And uh, that was a really good team. The Sunbirds 
had them in foul trouble early, Azusa, uh, but then APU, a team that normally shoots the three well, only shot 18% from deep. It was the Sunbirds who had success from deep. They shot 50% from three, but they shot just 40% from the field, and that kind of plagued them late. Azusa had the edge on the glass. Uh, Sunbirds also uncharacteristically turned the ball over 18 times, and that led to some problems as well. So FPU 0-2, and they're headed out on Saturday to go play Dominican 1 o'clock in San Rafael. The tip there will tell you about it a little bit more later on. On the men's side, FPU started 0-2 as well. They had a tight back-and-forth game with Biola. They were down 10 at the half, and then a couple of dramatic swings saw FPU grab a 13-0 run in the second half, uh, but they could not hold on late. So it's probably one of the best halves that the Sunbirds have had this season. C.J. Haydock said after that one, uh, but FPU, a, a couple of late stops that didn't go their way. It was not a one-possession game at the end. Well, it was. Viola hit a couple of free throws after FPU missed a chance to tie on a really uh, tough but good look. And then Nate Kendricks hit a three at the buzzer to pull it within two points. So the Sunbirds started 0-1, and then they turned around and jumped out in front of Azusa early on, 15-9 on Saturday. Michael Mensa hit three threes to get FPU going. Uh, but then Sunbirds struggled a little bit. It was a 31-4 run to close out the half for Azusa. And then the Sunbirds uh, could not overcome Azusa in the second half, even though they outscored the Cougars 39-36, to they ultimately fell 76-58. So FPU will be back in action at Dominican on Saturday at 3.30 tip there. So they'll play after the women. Uh, but 0-2 looking for their first conference win as they'll get back in it. Elsewhere, though, in Seattle, they told you about the Jamboree up in or the Fall Festival up in Washington State. Brian Banuelos, the one Fresno Pacific representative, and he started slow on Friday afternoon at the Cross Country National Championships. That first mile marker, I think it, well, I think it was, what, 1,000 kilometers or so that the, the first check-in was, and he was 162nd in the field of more than 250. Cold, soggy conditions. There was snow on the ground up at Chambers Creek uh, Regional Park. Uh, but Benuelos fought back, and, and he passed a, a group of 26, I believe, through the next mile marker, and then he just kind of kept going and got all the way up into the top 70, uh, just outside of his goal of the top 40, which would have been a second straight All-American finish, but he finished his 69th, and really the, the performance was what was impressive as he got kind of backed up early, got swallowed up by the, the field to start, and then had to work his way back, and uh, that's almost just as challenging as anything else, and he gained quite a bit of time uh, over the, the rest of the race, but just getting out slow ended up being a, a real pain to start. But cross-country ends up wrapping up Fresno Pacific's fall sports this year with Benuelos, uh, the last of the fall competitors to finish up. He, of course, will be in some of the long-distance events for FPU track and field come this spring. And then the only other winter sport going on, swim and dive. They had an inter-squad time trials this weekend over at Sunnyside High School. They split it up blue versus orange. 
We're going to talk to Chris Lee on the men's side, so stick around for that. Coming up next, we'll bring in Taylor Hodges and talk a little bit about what FPU has gone through both in the fall and preparing in the winter as Pac West play is in full swing on the basketball side. This is Sunbird Sound Off. Fresno, the success of your business is your biggest priority and ours as well. Alpha Graphics Fresno is a locally owned creative company offering custom print, design, signs, and marketing solutions. Almost anything that's awesome. We truly care about product quality, customer satisfaction, and establishing long-term partnerships with our clients. Visit us at 3950 North Chestnut Diagonal, Suite 107, or give us a call today at 559-476-2900. Connect with Alpha Graphics and be awesome. Every team needs a player that can be trusted to go beyond the box score. When it comes to insurance, you need an agent that you can trust with life, health, and business insurance, as well as home and auto. Sheila Frowsing, a member of the Sunbird family, a women's basketball alum, and farmer's insurance agent, is that person to put your trust in. Sheila specializes in all of your insurance needs, going beyond the basics and providing service that will exceed your expectations. Farmer's insurance agent, Sheila Frowsing, 559-221-5160. Welcome back to Sunbird Sound Off, presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frowsing. Whether it's home, auto business, or anything in between, trust fellow Sunbird Sheila Frowsing to help protect you. Give her a call, 559-221-5160. In the throes of PacWest play on the basketball side, fall sports wrapped up and swimming set to go to UNLV and wrap up their pre-Christmas portion of the schedule. Tim Slack alongside Taylor Hodges. It's the communications team here at FPU. And Taylor, we've already on the PacWest side uh, seen a couple of PacWest teams play here. Biola and Azusa coming for conference games. But we saw Dominicans, women, mm-hmm. play here in the crossover. And so we're starting to get an idea of what the PacWest schedule will look like on the basketball side uh, but it brings up an a interesting point as the Sunbirds have started 0-2 on the basketball side of they're going to have to fight through some adversity and, yeah. and adversity early on. And, and there is, uh, I love what Ray Winter gave me early, early uh, in the cross-country season, but he talked about the, the types of chips that runners have on their shoulders when, when they're running. And we saw that with Brian Banuelos this weekend at the national tournament. He, he had that slow national championship, I should say. He had that slow start, got swallowed up in the field and had to catch up and pass 100 guys uh, on his way to a 69th place finish. But there is that battle of adversity. What do you do when the rubber hits the road? And I I think we have a lot of teams here at Fresno Pacific who seem to play better, seem to a lot of athletes who sharpen their skills and really seem to hone in and not worry so much about what that means for the, the bigger picture, but just know, hey, we got to raise the level a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's something that we've talked about in the past, uh, sort of that, that valley chip uh, that these athletes have. Because you know, like a lot of our teams uh, bring in kids from, from this area. And, you, and they talk about, especially I know Coach C.J. Haydock talks about it a lot, just kind of how they bring in these kids from the area and, and they always seem to have that chip on their shoulder, ready to do whatever it takes, uh, grind out seasons and things like that. And, and it shows and it showed with every team that we've had so far in the fall. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it with our basketball teams this season, uh, our swim team this season, and then especially going into the spring as well. So. Yeah, and we talked a little bit, uh, Eric and I did on, on Sunbird Sound Off, about the, the fast starts and, and how some teams maybe exceeded expectations, and that's part of where that chip comes from, right, is because sometimes the expectations are a little bit lower uh, than we would probably think of ourselves. But you, you look at this and, and – an 0-2 start, not necessarily what either basketball team really expected, but there has been plenty of positives on both sides. On the women's side, there's a different score every night. The, the team is as deep as uh, any team in the conference. It's just about finding that right combination on any given night. And really, the, the first two conference games was about finding the stops at the right time. Yeah. But that coincides perfectly with what we're talking about with adversity of when these crunch time minutes are coming – they're looking for that player who's going to make the, the right play at the right time to win a ball game. Yeah, that, that's what I think is going to make this team so difficult uh, to face uh, this, this conference season. Of course, uh, we talked about it in the past, uh, how they brought everybody back from a team a year ago that really had to grind their way into a conference tournament appearance. And uh, this season may be the same, you know, but like you said, we've got – they're very, very deep – uh, each player just kind of has to know what their role is on the team and just kind of execute that mm. to the best that they can. And uh, we've seen it. We've seen flashes of it so far this season. It's a it's a young season, and uh, I think it's it's going to be a, a fun season to watch. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. We've seen flashes of it. It's just seeing the flashes at the right time, mm. right? Like a well-lit yeah. picture. You you want the, the flash to go off mm -hmm. when the scene is perfect. And... I think you, you look at the, the early two performances, tough losses in some ways, um, but I think that the point is the team is right there. It, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's the record is going to be a little deceiving, four and four, mm -hmm. uh, heading out on this three-game road trip for the women, but the team is right there in terms yeah. of you can make an argument that a couple of things go different ways. They, they execute in certain situations, this team seven and one, maybe eight and zero. Oh even I, I'm not sure about how yeah. the, the a couple of those ended, but you can make that argument, and, and I think that that's part of where the optimism has to lie. Is there just maybe one or two plays in in certain situations from being at that point and feeling that sort of confidence? I mean, it's it's a team that you can't overlook. Yeah. Uh, Biola and Azusa are two of the best teams in the conference. Azusa was the the defending champions from a year ago, the favorites coming in, and when we were out there with them for three quarters, it's just that, that fourth quarter things just kind of, kind of uh, fell off a little bit for them. But they were never out of the game. They were leading uh, in multiple aspects. And Biola, of course, a team that you just kind of mentioned the, the record may not uh, reflect how good they are. And Biola was the same way. They came in without a win on the year, but they played played some very tough competition on the season. And we were, I mean, we were out there the entire game with them as well. It just kind of fell apart at the end a little bit, but. I mean, FPU is a team that you're not going to be able to overlook. If they're they're fighting this hard against some some of these teams, um, really anything's possible. Well, and you team, get them so. both again, get them both on the road, mm -hmm. so an opportunity to to show what you've learned on the men's side. 
uh, a lot of positives as well. I think it's been a different thing in, in certain losses um, that has just been, okay, it was turnovers one day or it was missed shots another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when everything is together, right, like when, when everything is gelled, you feel like this team could be fighting for top three, four spots mm-hmm. in the conference as well. What do they have to do to, to kind of bring that everything together? Uh, and they're, they're a little bit different from the women's team. A lot of new faces needing to make some impacts for the guys' team, but also uh, a bunch of returners as well that, that know their role and kind of bring in these new guys and try to fit them into the system. And the talent is obviously there uh, with, with these guys. It's just kind of like you said, putting it all together and finding finding that mesh point uh, that'll help them take them to the next step and and put, putting some of these games away. And like I said, we saw flashes on the men's side as well over the weekend against APU, against... Biola came out really hot against Azusa. Michael Mensa hit a couple of threes there at the very beginning. And uh, like I said, just Azusa is probably the best team in the conference coming in. And they, their talent just kind of took over uh, as the game went on. And Biola was a close game from the start, stayed close the entire time, and just didn't go our way at the end. Uh, but like I said, a lot of talent on this team. You just got to find that mesh point. Like, where, where can they all gel together? Well, and I thought C.J. Haydock had a great point after the game talking to us as he said, you know, against a team like Azuzu, you just can't flinch. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of had that flinch moment. Of course, there was kind of a career performance from an all-conference guy, potentially an all-American guy on the other side in Justin Hemsley. Mm-hmm. But the that flinch, right, that one run that Azusa has at the, the end of half, it was a pretty yeah. sizable run, um, but that proves to be the difference. And so now you learn from that, and, and you look at the combination. One of the reasons I think I, I like where this team is at from a playing standpoint is you have the seniors who have the experience, have the knowledge, and they're literally playing step for step mm-hmm. with the freshmen, like Kyle Monk, Isaac Peralta are getting a ton of minutes mm-hmm. in there. And it's the opportunity not only to have the impact of the freshmen immediately and have that contribute to the seniors last couple of years here, but it's also passing on that knowledge and that experience and, and that form of, hey, this is what happens when, when we're playing a top team in the conference. Mm-hmm. This is how you have to attack it. And, and when it doesn't go your way, um, like the, the first two haven't, then I think you, you learn from, okay, where, where do we go from here when it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that just expands the, the growth points. I think that um, accelerates the growth points, mm-hmm. I should say, faster than if you're not facing any adversity whatsoever. Yeah. And so for the freshmen, I think they're able to look at these guys and look at the way they lead, look at the great way that mm-hmm. they lead, and be able to say, Okay, this this is the chemistry idea that we want. This is now how we have to. This is a step we need to take forward. Yeah, yeah, and like you mentioned, these freshmen Kyle and and Isaac, and like you said, they they're playing a lot of minutes. They're being relied on pretty heavily uh, from the very start of their careers, and they're showing a lot of promise. I think the both of them are, and yeah, it's just like you said, they they're facing adversity early, and it's just kind of how they how they can come back from that. How do they how do they handle that? And they've got some great seniors to look up to. Um, that that have been through, been through what they're going through now, and uh, it it could be a, a really fun season depending on how they how they bounce back from that adversity. Yeah, and I, I think that's a great point. And to just kind of wrap up the whole idea, it, you know, going back to cross country, Brian Banuelos 
started mm-hmm. 169th in that national cross country against the best runners, best mm-hmm. field in that group. And there is that, that chip, that motivation. What drives you to get to that next stage or get, mm-hmm. make that next step? Um, and, and even though he wasn't in the top 40, wasn't in the top 10, I think you look at the process in which he got back and the mm-hmm. fight that he showed in terms of really catching up to so many people in the course of that. There's that idea, and I think it kind of transcends throughout a lot of our teams of it doesn't matter the situation, we're going to push as hard as we can, mm-hmm. and, and especially when you're facing adverse times, we need to push as hard as we can to get to where we want to go. I mean, F- FPU is no stranger to, to fighting back from adversity. It's just kind of, kind of what they do, and they every team that I've seen so far since since being here is, has done a great job of it. And I really just can't wait to see how how the basketball teams uh, come come back from an, from an early conference start, and then going into the spring, uh, once once those sports start started up, we put those schedules on the website now, and we're ready to see how they do as well. So. Great work, by the way. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, be sure to check out FPUathletics.com for the full spring schedules. All those are up to go. I think still a couple of times mm-hmm. that will uh, get adjusted as they continue to trickle in. Taylor Hodges, appreciate the time. When we come back, Chris Lee from the FPU Swim and Dive team talking about their upcoming competition at UNLV. You're listening to Sunbird Sound Off. Presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frowsey. Give her a call 559 221 5160. Hello, I'm Joe Haydock, license number 02013076. My wife, Cynthia, and I own and operate Haydock Real Estate. Hi, I'm Cynthia Haydock, license number 01358518. Haydock Real Estate protects your interests by handling your transaction with competence and kindness. We invite you to call us at 559-392-5283 to learn how our thoughtful approach can help you sell or buy your next home. Call Haydock Real Estate today at 559-392-5283. Executive Auto Detailing has over 30 years in business around Fresno, the complete automotive detailing and restoration place. They're ready to exceed your high standards when polishing, waxing, engine steam cleaning, or shampooing your car. Family owned and operated with over 15 professional detailed technicians to meet your car's every need. Executive Auto Detailing is ready to serve you, so head to executiveautocenter.com or call 559-222-9987. If you belong to a Mennonite Brethren, Mennonite, Brethren in Christ, or other Anabaptist church and are looking for home or auto insurance, look no further than Mennonite Insurance. We insure our members' homes, churches, and our commitment is to provide you with competitively priced superior insurance products with the highest quality service. Instant, no-obligation homeowner's estimate is available to you in 15 seconds at MennoniteInsurance.com.
Welcome back to the Sunbird Sound Off presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frazzi and Tim Slack along with FPU Swim and Dive Freestyle Swimmer Chris Lee. Chris, thank you so much for the time. A big meet coming up this weekend against UNLV. We'll get into that a little bit, but uh, a lot to unpack with you guys going on. What's been the, the fall for you guys just preparing as a team and, and the first couple of trips uh, in, in terms of competition? What's it been like? You know, um, coming up to this point, there's definitely been a lot of hard work, a lot of new things from the team, a lot of new swimmers, a lot of new talent. And coming up to this meet, we're just hoping all of that pays off. We could finally prove what this brand new team can do. And it's, it's really exciting. We're all pumped for it. Brand new. I love it. So Brian Scherer, the new head coach for the FPU Swim and Dive team. You do have a familiar face on the coaching staff uh, with Rebecca Tapia, but what has that adjustment been like? A fairly young group, fairly new group. How have you guys adjusted to this coaching staff? You know, I can't lie. It was, it was really scary, sure. especially, yeah. especially in the summer, hearing the news, you know, like one coach leaving after another. We're like, man, we, we already lost, you know, half of our uh, team through our seniors graduating, and now we're losing all of our coaches. We're like, what are we going to do? And it was just this moment of the captain stepping up, uh, you know, getting our team ready as this uh, well-oiled machine, as we called it, ready for the coaches to step up. And once, we, once they got there, we were just ready to go. And um, it wasn't an easy transition, uh, completely new kind of practice style, something we definitely weren't used to. But as the season went on, you know, um, just getting used to this new kind of coaching style, new brand new coaching staff. And we've gotten to this point, and we're just, um, as I said, we're ready to uh, finally have all this hard work pay off. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll get into that UNLV meet uh, coming up in two weeks from uh, when people are listening to this. But a lot of progress. I, I saw you guys at Biola uh, early in the fall in your first duels or double duel right, right. Um, and and a lot of good results out of that a lot of first place finishes there but the improvement has been there and you talked about the oh, new absolutely. training style what for for people outside of the sport or outside of of your community what was the toughest thing about adjusting to the new training style and yet how have you guys been able to rally uh, behind that and and see the results that you're starting to see Right, so I think I can speak for the sprint group the best because that's yeah. that's where I'm in. Um, you know, last year it was just a whole lot of aerobic training, which is just sprinting all the time, lot lots of rest, very high intensity, um, and we had to get used to barely any rest, still with that high intensity. So a lot of us we were like, "What are we doing? You know, we're all so exhausted. What is this? We're not used to this." And um, Finally, at this point in the season, we're kind of starting to lay off the brakes. We're getting a little bit more rest. That intensity is still there. But it was it was a very rough transition, uh, very, very um, different. Physically demanding. Absolutely. Tough, Absolutely. tough to, to get used to the rhythm in terms yeah. of um, what your body is used to. Oh, absolutely. And it didn't stop either. Um, we, were, we were doing this low rest, high intensity training through each and every one of our meets and we're still we're still doing it this week uh right before one of our very important meets but um uh, we're descending in yardage now and then next week um 
our coach said he's going to rest the heck out of us. Like, we, we deserved it. We're ready to go after this. Like it. Well, I, I did get a chance. You talked about some of the energy, the enthusiasm, the intensity. Uh, I got to see it a little bit this weekend. You guys had your inner squad, blue versus orange. Mm-hmm. And really, the, the first thing, it was a, you know, it was a rainy morning. The, the fog, the steam was coming off the water a little bit. But the atmosphere was pretty cool because you guys were all cheering together. The first thing that popped into my head was a, a lot of the women competed against the men for just the, the specific events uh, because of the way you guys shaked out, essentially. What is the camaraderie like between the two different teams that compete separately normally? Not the Blues versus Orange, but the, the men versus women and the way you guys support each other because that is that is unique to a lot of people. How yeah. do you guys kind of bottle that up? Yeah, and that that's something I really like about this team. Um, hearing from friends that who swim at other schools, they have you know completely different practices for their men and women's team, which is it, it was just crazy when I heard that for the first time. Because uh, our men are work, or sorry, our women are working just as hard as our men. We don't have faster or slower intervals, so I have a, a lot of respect of, uh, with them for that. And um, it doesn't feel like we're two separate teams. It feels like we're just FPU swim and dive. There's no men. There's no women. It's just we're we're all in this together. We're all pushing each other. We're all working hard for that same goal. Yeah, and and you basically end up bringing your own cheering section. But I think in the the inner squad this weekend, one of the things that was awesome to see is people forgot who they were supposed to be rooting for between blue and orange sometimes because yeah. they're so used to to cheering for each other. Um, how did that turn out r- results-wise, and what do you feel like you guys took away from it as a group? What was the upshot uh, as a team heading into th- this next couple of weeks? Uh, wh- what did we gain from this inter-squad meet? I think um, at least we had a discussion as captains right before this meet, and we were just saying, you know, we really, we really need to boost the morale. We really need to get pumped up for this upcoming UNLV meet. And that's exactly what this inter-squad meet did. Uh, Coach Brian Scherer had a talk with us after, and he said, you know, this was supposed to be a chance for us to take some of our best events and just get some fast times, but it turned into this great team bonding moment where we could just have fun and compete, swim some fun off events if we really want to, just score and try to compete for our separate blue and orange teams. And it was great. We had a whole lot of fun. We were out there grinding, swimming fast, but also having fun, and it really just brought us together. I think it's exactly what we needed right now. Yeah, it definitely uh, seemed that way. I, I think I left about the midway point and saw Blue was beating Orange, but you came back and said Orange ended up winning. So I, I think oh, yeah. you're seeing that that we were talking about adversity earlier. You're seeing the way your team rises to the occasion, right, when a challenger goal is set out. Mm. So pretty cool. Speaking of goals and, and uh, challenges coming up, three-day UNLV meet, uh, opportunity to see against some really good swimmers uh, across the country. Uh, what are you most looking forward to about th- this meet individually? You know, I'm excited to see what our newcomers can do because most of them, they're not even from this country, so they're not used to this short course yardage kind of swimming. So everything they're doing here is brand new, so we don't even know what they're capable of. So it's going to be super excited, uh, exciting to finally see them suit up, uh, tapered, rested, just ready to kick some butt at this upcoming meet. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who, who are you expecting the biggest things from in UNLV? Ooh, you know what? 
I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to shout out uh, Nelson Meyer, okay. our backstroker. Yeah, very big shoes to fill coming from Iskander Boslikov. But Nelson, I think he's super young, and I think he has a lot to prove coming up in the future. Yeah, he was hauling this weekend. I did see him do Absolutely, backstroke. Yeah. He he was he was flying. Um, overall, the what is the importance of this meet for people who who may not necessarily understand other than the the stage that you guys are on against some other division one schools mm. um it's the last mi- meet before christmas and and the second half of your season what is the most important part what are, what are some of those things um that you guys dig into as a team of the importance of of this meet in particular right so when it comes to swimming um at least during the college season you got two really important meets that you need to get ready for. You have our PCSE conference meet, and then you have your mid-season meet. And for us, that's this UNLV invite. So this is uh, really one of the two moments where we need to shine. So there's, there's a lot of pressure right now. If we don't shine right now, then we only got one more chance to do it. So we got to make sure we come out, you know, guns blazing, ready to put up some really good times right now. So it's kind of like halftime in a lot of ways. You want to close the half uh-huh. strong and and feel like you can put a time that you – can lay out there so that at that PCSC meet you are either shooting for that time or you have that time in the bag that's going to qualify you for the the meets beyond in the postseason. Exactly, yeah. So if you're looking for a cut, now's the time to do it. Kind of take some of that pressure off your shoulders. And then um, PCSC, it's only going to be time to improve. We've been talking about growth a little bit, talking with Chris Lee uh, from FPU Swim and Dive here on Sunbird Sound Off. Uh, but one of the things that you were saying to me before we started the interview um, was the way that this group has grown. Because you guys are young, because it's basically a new system with new coaches, um, the growth has just been exciting and kind of contagious within the program. What what are some of the triggers for people who don't know the, the lifestyle and the culture? What has kind of factored into all of the growth that you guys have had to this point? You know, that's a really good question. I think um, I think we, we, we grow through leaning on each other. And if one person is really pumped up to, uh, to practice, then I think everybody's going to be pumped up to practice. So it's really just re- relying on one another as a team to make sure that we're moving forward, we're not taking steps back, we're not doubting the, the, our workload, we're, you know, we're trusting what our coaches say, and that this stuff that we do, it'll eventually pay off, even if, you know, we don't agree with the with these insanely hard practices. We, you know, we know that they'll pay off when the time comes. Well, I certainly have seen the growth. Um, we're heading into the, this meet at UNLV. Three days that you guys will be out there. Uh, is there is there a team goal that you guys feel like uh, is is attainable from the start that you're like, eh, maybe we can push it a little bit farther? But is there a team goal that you guys have, have dialed in yet? You know, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure if there's an overall team goal, um, but I hear this word thrown around a lot, nationals. Our freshmen, our, our newcomers, some of our uh, returning swimmers, they want to make nationals. Um, we had a lot of really talented people uh, graduate last year, and um, we have a lot of talent incoming. Uh, like I said, they have a lot of room to improve. We're not sure what they're capable of yet, but we're really excited to see if they can make it to that level. Well, excited and looking forward to it. UNLV, the 17th, 18th, and 19th 
FPU Swim and Dive will be out there for the three-day tournament. And then uh, you guys will have your, your one home meet at Sunnyside Aquatic Center January 21st. Right. And so we're looking for support there. You and I have been talking about that a little bit over the last uh, couple of weeks. But looking to see people come out and support at home, that'll be kind of the kickoff to the second half of the season and, and the end of the spring portion. Um, and so you guys will be looking to build off of what you do here at UNLV, right? Right. What, what else can people come to expect from uh, that meet and, and reasons to, to mark it on their calendar a couple of months from now? You know, that, that meet at Sunnyside, it's going to be our only home meet. And honestly, that meet is always just, it's just a good time. Um, it's to celebrate our seniors. Um, just um, not a whole lot of pressure, just getting out there, showing the school Executive we can do. Bondo if you want to come out and support, it's where we'll make it a good time. Sounds good. So be sure to keep track of FPU Swim and Dive 17th, 18th, and 19th this month as a big opportunity for them out at UNLV. And then mark your calendar January 21st with Home at Sunnyside Chrisley, thank you so much for the time, man. We'll be right back to wrap it up, tell you what's coming on this weekend on Sunbird Sound Off. back to the Sunbird Sound Off presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frousing, women's basketball alum here at FPU. Whether it's home, auto, or business, trust fellow Sunbird Sheila Frousing to help protect you and your loved ones. Give her a call, 559-221-5160. A pretty straightforward week this week as we hit one of the slow parts of the year. Always uh, wild in case you're, you're not really around athletics a ton but you get november and it's a crazy busy time with everybody going then you get into december and you just have winter sports for a few weeks so nobody is at home again until after christmas but we'll tell you about what is coming up uh here just in a minute we're just going to have one more sunbird sound off before christmas eric bentley will be back next week as we uh prepare for the final weekend of play but we have just basketball this weekend the fresno pacific basketball teams will travel to san rafael to take on dominican women's basketball tips at 1 p.m men's basketball tips at 3 30 we have the links to watch live stream or live stats on fpuathletics.com but that those will be both uh put out by dominican some interesting games we saw the dominican women already this year uh, it will be kind of interesting to see what, what the men could do. The women, of course, came in the crossover uh, here at the Special Events Center, and they got back on track, a couple of big wins, and kind of saw uh, FPU falter. They had been at the same tournament the weekend before. FPU went 2-0. and Dominican went 0-2. So kind of tough to make out completely what's going on. Uh, Dominican has started 0-2 in PacWest play on the women's side. They lost to Concordia, Irvine, and Point Loma, both two teams 
there. It was close games, uh, but two teams that uh, had started rough in non-conference play. So Dominicans still kind of figuring out who they are on the women's side. They are 2-6 and six overall, and uh, that'll be an interesting matchup. They're trying to replace uh, a post that had a fantastic career for the Penguins. We'll see how they do it. And then the men will follow. Uh, the Dominican men are 1-1. One and one. They beat Concordia Irvine, who has had some struggles, and then they lost to Point Loma. So uh, it, it'll be an interesting weekend for FPU, but just the, those games on the 10th, and uh, you can be sure to get all those links at fpuathletics.com. Appreciate Chris coming in and talking to us on this edition of Sunbird Soundoff. For Taylor Hodges, I'm Tim Slack. Eric Bentley will be back next week. Thanks for listening to Sunbird Soundoff. This is Sunbird Sound Off, presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frowsey. Whether it's home, auto, renters, or business, for the insurance that best fits your needs, call Sheila Frowsey at 559 221 5160. Stay up to date with the Sunbirds at fpuathletics.com and on social media at FPU Sunbirds.